What's up? What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, and the show is beginning right this minute. Welcome in to the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. The hometown heroes, local agents that are available to you. You get to know them one-on-one, face-to-face. It's the way it ought to be. It's the way it is at Farm Bureau. Staying connected to you because of C Spire. Hey! What in the world do y'all want to talk about, huh? Well, I got news for you. I got news for y'all, unless you realize it or not. I got news for you, JB. JB, you there? Absolutely. I got news for you. Talk to me. I don't know if anybody realizes this, but we're watching and playing college football two weeks from tonight. Because of the Southerness Gold Eagles. To the top, sing it! The Southerness Golden Eagles and the South Alabama Jaguars are playing football two weeks from tonight. Hallelujah! Go! Yeah, I'll do it. Go! Yeah, buddy! Oh, they're singing. Oh, there's JB! The band is singing! I was going to ask you, I think you've got every fight song memorized. Some of them. (laughs) Little bitty parts of each one. Check this one out. Here's the Southern Miss fight song. Here our battle cry, they said. Two weeks from tonight, you got Southern Miss versus South Alabama. And I don't know if you saw this bit of news, may have, may not, I don't know, but UAB put it out on Twitter today that they added a game that same night, two weeks from tonight, UAB is going to play Central Arkansas. See, UAB initially was going to play on that Saturday, I'm sorry, Thursday night, September 3rd, but they were going to play New Mexico State. Canceled. So they're still going to play Thursday night, September 3rd, two weeks from tonight, UAB versus Central Arkansas. I'm pumped! Finished the Golden Eagle Band from Eagle Land. What do they call them? I just made that up, by the way. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> John on Facebook says, "Hello, Matt from Possum Town. Is the USM game on TV?" Man, I don't know. I, I was just going to say this. Yes, I don't know the exact details. What I'm looking at right here that shows the game being scheduled doesn't actually tell me where it is televised. Look, if they're playing college football Thursday night, September third, they're going. to show it somewhere, somehow, unless there's other games that pop up. As far as I know, that's the only two I know of. Period. Southern Miss versus South Alabama in two weeks, and then UAB and Central Arkansas, which are just scheduled. I guarantee you ESPN will carry one of those, won't they? Or would CBS College Sports have to do it if it's a Southern? I don't know. But 
this we can assure ourselves of. They're going to show it on television. You and I will have a way to watch it. All right. I just wanted to set the tone for the show. Caleb tells me on Periscope the name of the Southern Miss Band is the Pride of Mississippi Marching Band. I like what I said better. <laughs> it, uh, it's it got a better ring to it. The Golden yours, Eagle, is, yours is a lot more fun. It is, isn't it? It, it, yeah. it rolls. The Golden Eagle Band from Eagle Land. <laughs> yeah. Pride of Mississippi sounds kind of... <clears throat> uh, excuse me. That's the pride of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Right. It's hey, speaking rolling. of words, did you yeah. hear what Chris Brooks was saying today? Chris Brooks <laughs> must never, ever pick on Jake Wimberly ever again about mis, as Jake says, mispronunciating something. Mispronunciating. Because listen, over and over and over again That's today. A bad English teacher. Yeah, Chris Brooks today, over and over, instead of saying saliva, kept on saying saliva. Saliva, saliva, saliva. How would you spell that? S-A-L-A-V-A? Well, if you spell it the way Chris says it, it'd be (laughs) S-U-L-A-V-A. Saliva. Or A-V-S-U-L-A-V-U-H, saliva. The man is not saying saliva, and he had to be looking at the word. Chris, I love you. Sort of. But it ain't saliva. Love you. Mean it. Love you, babe. Listen, Chris. Repeat after me. Saliva. 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 When we get these tests... Start getting passed around, and, and Chris, you and I are going to have to take one. We're going to have to do the saliva test, not saliva. <laughs> I've been waiting for 30 minutes after I heard him say that to finally remember to pick on him on the air about that. Good afternoon, Matthew and Dave and everybody on uh, Facebook. Hi to Will on YouTube. Everybody watching the stream, let me just give you all a heads up. If you're watching the live stream, it ain't going to be up for very long. Two reasons why. Number one, I've got to sit down. My back is killing me. I did something to my back. So standing here, i got to lower the desk. That won't work with the camera the way I've got it today. But the other thing is, I forgot to charge the phone up that the stream happens on, and it's going to die. So I'm going to let it go, but it only had like 40% on the battery on this old iPhone that we stream with. And so it's going to die at some point, right? So I'll let it go, y'all, until the battery dies. When it cuts out early today, I just want you all to... uh, to understand so i feel like we've started the show but people have been asking for this so i'm going to do it okay i've had uh, a couple of texts yesterday on the show i had a text message on my phone last night somebody asking me about how come they never hear this so here you go here's the old intro that to most people feels like the start of the show unofficially seconds left to play you're listening to the matt wyatt show i want winners this crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to the Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. 
right now, how you like that, Jason? Jason in Flagstaff, I think he's the one who yesterday asked me about that. My man Caleb, who texted me about it. So y'all hit me up today. Text me on the country pleasing text line. ESPN. I'm sorry, it's 885-ESPN. I was trying to read and talk at the same time. I, I can't do it. 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-3776. So uh, text me there. I'll see your text, and we'll communicate that way on the show. Y'all can call me. I'd love to hear you today. Love to hear you. Uh, y'all call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. It's 995-1059. That's a 601 number also, 995-1059. Call me. JB will let me know you're here, and we'll talk on the phone a little bit. Love to hear your voice today. Y'all can tweet me as well. I'm Radio Wyatt. If you're watching the live stream, comment, say hello, and I'll be able to see all your comments there. Hey, Matt, on the live stream there, yeah. you, um, you look like you accessorized yourself very well today. How's that? Well, your hat matches your shirt. Yeah. You know, the truth about it is I had on this hat, which is a different one than I wore yesterday. This is my kind of teal-colored country-pleasing sausage hat yeah. with the mesh back and the red hog on it, the, the Country Meat Packers logo. It says country-pleasing on the back of the hat. But uh, right before the show, I realized I had the same shirt on I had on yesterday. So, <laughs> no joke. I had to look around here in the office and find another shirt to change just so that I well, wouldn't Well, you be... did well. Brooks would be proud of you. You know, Brooks calls when you match like that. He calls them outfits. Outfit. Like you, you have a good outfit on today. <laughs> yeah, I'm outfit, all right. Uh, I'm just trying to be, get fit. That's just I just want to be fit. I don't know about out or in. I just want to be fit. But I didn't want to stand up here in the same shirt I wore yesterday. I just thought that's that illustrates. That would be a Seinfeld episode because people would want to know. Did right. he wash it? Did he wash it? Did he not Did sweat? He sleep in it. <laughs> <laughs> Does he not perspire? That would be the George question, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and then Kramer would bust through the door, and he's got this fantastic idea how he's going to make a million dollars by selling shirts that are reversible, right? Reversible. <laughs> it's the same shirt. You don't have to change shirts. You just flip it inside out. And then Jerry goes, well, if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just put on a clean shirt? And then, of course, uh, you know, Kramer tells him, that's not the point. The point is it's the same shirt. People want to wear the same shirt, so we make it reversible. George says... What does George say to that? That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Kramer storms out. And there you go. We just made a Seinfeld episode right here on the air. You did great, man. Yeah. I'm in the wrong business. I'm in the one where we come up with the ideas and we just say them as opposed to writing them down and getting paid for them. Jason in Flagstaff says, uh, Chris, I love him, but he's a few fries short of a Happy Meal. No, he's not. We're just picking on him. Chris is a great guy. He's really smart. He just can't say saliva. He thinks it's saliva. Jason said Uncle Jack always brings a smile and a tear. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way. You know, very nostalgic about his voice. Uh, Nick, I got your text. Okay, so I'm going to punch your name in. It does take me just a second. Like, if you want me to, you know, put your name in so that we'll know who you are. Uh going forward i'll do it it does take me a click or two you know so um you just have to give me a minute uh but i'll get it done eventually and then you'll be nick on the text line going forward squez 
says it was Jake that couldn't say saliva. Okay, so Squez, are you telling me that Chris Brooks was intentionally um, getting it wrong? He was imitating Jake who couldn't pronounce saliva? Is that what y'all are saying? Is that why I heard Chris Brooks saying saliva? He was making fun of Jake. Okay. Well, Chris, you're off the hook then. then. And look, Jake, how in the world can you say saliva when it has always been saliva and there's an I in there? How can you pronounce it saliva? Where are we? <clears throat> what day is it? All who I know is this. Who, who is this? Who am I? Who am I? Look, all I know is we're playing football in two weeks. So you got Southern Miss. I played you the Southern Miss fight song. They're going to play South Alabama. Here's South Alabama's. What do you think about this? All right, so that's South Alabama's fight song. South Alabama at uh, Southern Miss two weeks from tonight. Hello to Gail, who's watching on Facebook from Laurel, Mississippi. You ever been to Laurel? I'm sure you have. Oh, absolutely, man. Been through there a bunch? uh, My parents were from... uh... A, a, a small metropolis right outside of Laurel called Soso. Oh, yeah. Soso got hit by the tornado. Oh, yeah. Big time. Got wiped out by the tornado. Still uh, recovering down there. It still looks like a, mm-hmm. a bomb went off. It sure does. No doubt about it. Caleb says on Periscope, get reeds in Tupelo on this reversible shirt idea. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of shirts are reversible, right? But like a, two different colors. <laughs> Is that a good idea or a bad one? Is that a, a is it a bad idea to wear the same shirt two days in a row and therefore making a shirt for the express purpose of wearing it two days in a row even a worse idea? <laughs> is that what it is? Honestly. Uh yeah, so Squez, thanks for correcting me. It was Jake. Kane says the same thing. It wasn't Chris. Chris was making fun of Jake by pronouncing it the wrong wrong way. That makes a lot more sense now. Uh, Walton says on the country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. He says, I can't hear the word Alabama without thinking of Mr. Forrest Gump. Yeah. I think I ought to go back to Greenbow, Alabama. Yep. He had a certain way of pronouncing that. I uh, have not seen, I, I love the movie Forrest Gump, but I like the soundtrack even better. What's more famous? The movie or the songs and musicians they used for the soundtrack, which really helped the movie. Huh? Which one of those is more famous? <laughs> uh, you also are going to have uh, NFL football two weeks from tonight. I don't know if you realize that. But tis true. Two weeks from, I'm sorry, not two weeks, three weeks. So in two weeks from tonight, college football, the only two games I know of, if they happen, they will be televised somewhere. Southern Miss hosting South Alabama, UAB hosting Central Arkansas. Then in three weeks from today, it's the opener for the NFL season. Texans at Chiefs in Kansas City. Touchdown, Kansas City! 
The reigning uh, world champs, Kansas City better than a touchdown favorite there. I'm looking at ESPN. And that one, so in three weeks, the opener for the NFL season scheduled on that Thursday night, September 10th. It's supposed to be on NBC. So you can have NBC Thursday night football. It'll be Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and that crew. That same crew then will turn around on Sunday night, September 13th, so in three weeks and a few days, and they will have Cowboys visiting the Rams on Sunday night football, September 13th, out in Inglewood, California. Saints are going to open up with, who are the Saints opening up with that first weekend? I think Tampa Bay. Are they playing Brady? If I'm not mistaken. That's right, they sure are. It'll be on Fox on the on Sunday the 13th, Fox, 3.30 in the afternoon, Central Time. <laughs> Brady and the Buccaneers go to New Orleans. Oh, man. What is it the kids say? That's really bad for them to say this, but they say, shoot that in my veins. Yeah, just give me more of that. Give me more Brady and the new look Buccaneers versus the Saints. Speaking of, at some point today, we're going to take a look. I got a list here that was sent to me by JB. I found it really interesting. As they take a look at the most interesting division in football, the NFC South, Buccaneers, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons, most interesting division in football this year, obvious reasons, and they make predictions for the teams and how they're going to shake out. Are the Saints fans, if I look at that list, are the Saints fans going to be happy with that list or not? They may not. They might, though. You got to stay tuned to find out. <laughs> There's the tease on that. You got to stay tuned to find out. Let's see. Um, yesterday, we had a conversation. We were talking about John Madden because it was um, the anniversary of when John Madden made his debut as a broadcaster on Monday Night Football. Of course, he had a you know, a long career before that. We talked about that yesterday. Because what it show. is, it's a it's a deboned chicken stuffed in a deboned duck stuffed in a deboned turkey with dressing between the chicken and the duck and the duck and the turkey. So <laughs> Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Well, today Caleb on Periscope says it's National Radio Day. Today, apparently, August the twentieth is National Radio Day. Well, thanks everyone for listening on the radio. We sure do like radio around here, don't we? And Caleb likes radio, too. And he said, top five former play-by-play football radio guys. And then the top five current play-by-play SEC guys. What a great question. Okay. See, current is tough because I don't get to hear it. Um, and you know, everybody's going to have like a certain way they lean on radio stuff, depending on where you live and, and who you listened to. See, anybody in Mississippi grew up on Jack Crystal, you know, anybody relatively young, not too young, but relatively young too. You grew up on David Kellum with Ole Miss. Of course, there were others before him. There were no others before Jack Crystal. He started the radio broadcasts at Mississippi State. You think about that. So here, but I can tell you for me, like growing up in the state of Alabama, and I'm early 40s, so that's the time frame we're talking about. 
So growing up in the state of Alabama, I was not ever aware of Mr. Crystal until I began to be recruited by Mississippi State and in high school and began to become familiar with him because, you know, living in Alabama growing up, you didn't hear Mississippi State on the radio. You didn't hear Jack Crystal. I heard Eli Gold doing the Alabama games when I was a kid, which he still does. And I heard Jim Fife doing the Auburn games on the radio as a kid. And um, now you think about like, Caleb, you think about my broadcast partner at Mississippi State, Neil Price, who's very good. Uh, very good at what he does. Neil grew up in the state of Tennessee, in East Tennessee, so the only thing he ever knew was John Ward. John Ward's voice, the voice of the Vols. So a lot of it is where you grew up. If you grew up in Georgia, it was Larry Munson, and that's it, period. End of story. You know? So, and I will tell you this. You say to me, Caleb, top five current play-by-play guys in the SEC, currently right now, there is no question that your announcer, Neil Price, Hale State Voice on Twitter, is absolutely in the top five of the football guys in the SEC. He's way up the list in that top five, too. No question about it. If you're talking about just in terms of what the listener gets and the way you get it, that's my opinion. Well, we could we could certainly spend some time on that for sure. And I've got some radio calls for you later in the hour, Caleb. Stick around. All right, here we go. As if, as if the national sports media as a whole, as if media as a whole needed anything else to tarnish their reputation even further, which they don't. But if they did, they may have it. JB sends me a link over here. Uh, hats off to Steve Robertson from jeanspage.com. There's a link there. Just go to jeanspage.com where Steve is pointing out earlier today, Brett McMurphy put out here on Twitter his ballot that he is submitting for the initial AP Top 25 poll for college football. Well, high up on the list. In fact, he's got Clemson number one. He's got Ohio State number two. So as it turns out, he says on Twitter, my AP Top 25 preseason ballot poll comes out Monday. We were told to consider teams whether they play or not. That is the dumbest thing I have heard in sports media, in media, in a long, long time. It's the dumbest thing I have ever. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. He had Clemson one, Ohio State two, and they're not playing football. We got Penn State number seven, not playing football. Wisconsin number 10, eh, they're out. USC number 13 won't play. It's the dumbest thing. He's telling you, y'all, if you needed any more indications, any more indication as to the head squarely up their rear end that this media thing is 
got going on right now, media in general, and just include the national sports media also. Yeah, we had a caller in the uh, in the first segment didn't want to go on the air, but he was asking me. He said, "Am I paranoid, or is it like all of the national media sports writers that are not from the southeast? Are they not clamoring that we don't play football and making fun of the people that do?" I said, "No." Mm-hmm. I said, "You're not paranoid. They are. They are." Clayton on YouTube just said, I'm not playing football either, so can I be ranked? Good point. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's one thing for one writer out here if they said, okay, well, I, I'm going to include them. It's my vote. Okay, well, you know, your preference. I'm not going to call some individual dumb. But this idea that the organizers of the Associated Press tells all the – you know how many people they have voting? Associated Press? We – Brett McMurphy saying we were told to consider teams whether they play or not is the dumbest, most embarrassing thing people related to sports media have done in a long time. And then, and then, hey, hey, okay, I'll just do it. I'm Brett McMurphy. I'm so-and-so. I'm... John Smith, I'm John Doe over here. They have asked me to put the list together with teams in it, whether they play or not. No! Why are you just going to do what you're told? Don't dare call me or anybody else a sheep, Brett McMurphy. Do you think this falls into the conspiracy theory that maybe some of those teams in the uh, Big Ten are still trying to finagle a way to play football? Yeah, maybe it is. I mean, I'm, I, I realize I'm grasping at straws here, but yeah, I mean, that would be the only logical reason for including somebody in a, quote, preseason poll. But is it logical? Is it That's logical right. to include someone in your preseason poll even though they have canceled their season? That would Based, be like having a girlfriend that you used to date and keeping her in line in case you wanted to get engaged to her. Mm-hmm. Yep. She broke up with me. Matter of fact, she's engaged to another man to be married. That's how down the road they are with this thing. But, hey, look, Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> so I think I'll just go out here and buy her a ring. What? You're going to spend your money and put your reputation on the line, buy this ring, and put some real you-know-what into it. And she's down the path with this other guy? Yeah, okay, great example. That's the dumbest thing. I cannot believe it. What will be next? What will be next? It's the dumbest thing I've seen in a long time. The AP says, send in your votes and include teams who aren't playing. (sighs) Sickening, man. Flowtown Ghost, I'm not surprised. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where we are or what we're thinking. And, and then it's one, here's the thing, Flowtown Ghost. It's one thing to be an AP voter and the AP says to you, we'd like for you to make your list, consider teams even if they're playing or not. And it's another thing to go out here and put my votes on the line with teams that aren't playing. Just because they suggest you do it does not mean you should. <laughs> what is anybody thinking anymore? <clears throat> anyway, I'm moving on. It's just a stupid poll. 
Tony Joe sent me a thing here of Saban on the Country Pleasing text line. He says, if you want to make everyone happy, don't be a leader. Sell ice cream. Wow. Love that quote. Did he really say that? That's a great quote. You want to make everyone happy, don't be a leader. Sell ice cream. I love it. Danny on YouTube suggests, well, if we're putting teams in there in the poll that aren't playing football, let's just, how many votes did MUW get? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jonathan says, I may or may not have reversed a non-reversible MSU shirt before leaving Death Valley late one Saturday night. <laughs> Why? What were you afraid of? Some bad medicine? Somebody sneak up behind you and... Yeah, I know. Look, I people have, I know people. I have people I'm close to that have had very bad experiences at games in Baton Rouge. I'm just not one of them. And I love it down there. And the food and the people I've run into, fans and inside the inside the stadium at Death Valley at LSU, they have some of the nicest people working in that stadium I've ever come in contact with. They and Texas A&M. Everybody at Texas A&M smiles at you and welcomes you to town. It's the most w warm welcome. And at LSU, man, they are just happy to see you. It may be because they always know they're going to whip your butt. But it's great. I hadn't had any better. But I know some people who have. Uh, the Joker on the text line says uh, in that intro, didn't that pass go right through two Auburn defenders' hands in the plains? Yes, it went through one. It probably should have been intercepted. There was some divine intervention on that pass in 99 in Auburn. That and the fact that Matt Butler caught a ball that, frankly, he just ain't supposed to catch. I don't know how he caught it. To this day, I'll never understand how he caught it. I'm just really glad that he did. <laughs> okay, and real quick here, Paul on Facebook commented, he sent me the link. Yes, I know the, I'm familiar with the story you're talking about. Tom Brenneman, the announcer, Last night for the Reds, he's a longtime Cincinnati Reds announcer. They're doing one of their games on regional television. The broadcast comes back. You can see the camera shot of the field. You don't see him. You see the field, but he's there. He's got the microphone on. He does not know that his microphone is hot. And he said something thinking he was saying it off the air that went over the air. Uh, that was a homophobic slur. Used a a term, an old slang term that used to be used a lot um, to describe a homosexual person and said that this particular, some particular place was the blank capital of the wor world. It goes out over the air. So he uttered it. And Paul, I did see the clip. I saw that clip. Couldn't believe that it happened, really. And then I saw the clip where he had to come back during the broadcast, apologize during the live ball game, while he's apologizing, a guy for the Reds hits a home run. He had to call the home run in the middle of his apology and then walked off the broadcast right after that. And so they've suspended Tom Brenneman because he used that word and it went out, you know, and everything. Uh, so it's just, you know, number one, don't say stuff like that. Number two, understand anybody in broadcasting, you can't let your guard down. You have to understand that every microphone is always hot meaning it's live, it's on. That's the mindset you live in in broadcast. There's never a time where the microphone in front of you can't be heard by everybody. 
as soon as any broadcast, I don't care how long you've been doing it, as soon as you assume that you can say things into this microphone and it's off the air, you're wrong. And it's going to, you're going to get in trouble. But I mean, even the above rule above that is don't say things like that and get you fired. (laughs) And it's not a funny situation, but those are my thoughts on it. Those things are going to happen as long as microphones are on and they're all on. Just, you have to remember that. Paul says integrity comes from the word integer, not easily divided. Can we please get Jake Wimberly this afternoon to pronounce the word integer? I'll work on it during the break. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So um, here's what we're going to do. Coming up next, I'm going to go machine gun on your comments, Anthony and Ghost and Floatown and Jason and Matt and everybody. I'm going to get to those boom, boom, boom. And we're going to have a college football flashback. Today is National Radio Day. Caleb asked me earlier about favorite radio play-by-play guys in the SEC. We're going to hear one next on our flashback classic game of the day from 2010. That's coming up. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. All right, here we go. Back on the show. Thanks for your texts into the country-pleasing text line. Anthony from Tupelo says, I don't get to listen to a ton of football on radio, but I listen to a good bit of basketball on the radio, and without a doubt, Neil Price is the best around calling basketball. Hey, look, he and and Neil's got a, a an extensive basketball background, and he and Richard uh, Williams on the radio... It's as good as it gets, I'm just telling you. He says he knows how to really make the game come right to you. He also knows how to set Richard Williams up to really make a vivid picture of the game. I'm pretty sure it's the same with football. Well, hopefully. I mean, they are that basketball broadcast that Neil and and Richard do is, I mean, it's as good as it gets. It really is. All right, so on that note, it is National Radio Day. And just like clockwork, it worked out because earlier Caleb actually brought this up. He's watching the live stream on Periscope. He says, well, you know, it's uh, National Radio Day. And uh, who's your favorite broadcaster in the SEC who's retired or past broadcasters? And what about current? Who's your top five in the SEC? And we kind of tipped off that subject. Well, it just so happens I wanted to talk about this classic flashback game, a flashback to this classic game in the SEC, and in order to illustrate it, we're going to hear this former great radio announcer and his calls of this game from a game that was on television on CBS back in 2010. All right, so here's what we're flashing back to. The 2010 Iron Bowl. Now, look, I guarantee you, some of y'all are like, man, Matt's brought this game up a a good bit here lately. Yeah, I have. It's just because even though it was 10 years ago, it came up recently, and I was just thinking, I still to this day don't think I've ever seen anything like a top 10 Alabama team coached by Nick Saban 
giving up a 24-point lead in the Iron Bowl <laughs> and losing. Alabama was up 21 to nothing after the first quarter in that Iron Bowl. And Cam Newton still brought Auburn back to win the ball game. I have never seen anything like that. And it was, I mean, it, it was just, I don't know what else you could say about it, even though it was 10 years ago. Okay, so this morning, I'm working out. I, I flip, you know, flip the TV over to YouTube, and I start going back and watching highlights of that game. I wanted to see it again. Watching the game, and then I found a copy of the game where it's the TV broadcast, but it is set to the Auburn radio call of that particular game. And uh, you know that um, Rod Bramlett was the play-by-play voice, uh, kind of iconic play-by-play voice in modern era for Auburn football. He and his wife tragically killed in, a, in an auto accident by an intoxicated driver in Auburn uh, going back to uh, a couple of years ago, going on a couple of years ago. So hearing it and hearing Rod's voice was pretty cool. And I didn't really get to know him personally, but certainly knew of him. So that's what we're going to hear instead of TV calls. I'm about to, we're, we're about to go back and relive this classic game with the radio calls. And I think it will illustrate just how incredible this is for this to have happened in the Iron Bowl. On the road, undefeated Auburn team. They were 11-0 and coming in. Alabama was 9-2. and two. Auburn was ranked second in the country with Cam Newton as their quarterback. They go into Tuscaloosa. Alabama's ranked 11th. And it was absolutely all Alabama in that first quarter. It was incredible. McElroy in the gun. Ingram to his left. Here's Mays in motion. They'll hand it on the inside to Ingram, and he walks in. Touchdown. Touchdown right off the bat, 7 to nothing. That was on their first possession of the ball game, a 71-yard drive right on down the field. Only took seven plays. They go up 7-zip. They stop Auburn, get the ball back. On their next possession, it took them two plays. McElroy's going to go wide open down the field. Jones gone. Cox is at the 40, and he is untouched. There was not a soul around it. Touchdown, Alabama. That's a total missed coverage to Charvin Bell and Mike McNeil right there going back and forth with each other. And that's pitiful. That's just bad. Blown coverage. Stan White, the former QB, telling you on the broadcast, look, it ain't even halfway into the first quarter in Tuscaloosa. It's 14 to nothing, Alabama. Auburn possessed the football for a little while, eventually gave it back to Alabama. They take it and put together a five-minute drive. We're still in the first quarter. Five-minute drive. It took them 10 plays. They tacked on another one. What's so frustrating about this drive is officiating is not supposed to determine outcomes of games. <laughs> well, it certainly helped keep this drive alive, although Alabama still had to convert that fourth down, but they should never have been in that position, in our opinion. Here's McElroy in the gun. Going to float it for the end zone. Wide open. Hanks, touchdown. <laughs> Twelve yards in the pass for Hanks, and Alabama is blowing out Auburn twenty to nothing with a minute fifty-eight to go in the first quarter. Twenty-one nothing. I mean, you talk about dejected and down. You hear that touchdown cost like he knew it was coming before they snapped the ball, puts it in the air. He's wide open. Touchdown, Alabama. Twenty-one nothing, Alabama. I mean, the route is on, 
And then Auburn kicked a field goal at the beginning of the second quarter. It's 24 to nothing. And then the game flipped. Look, JB, I don't know if you realize this, but halfway through the second quarter, right? Greg McElroy had already thrown for 300 yards. Yeah. Halfway through the second quarter. You know what he finished with in the game? I think like 320, something like that. 377. Okay. It's incredible. Okay, so remember the 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 back half of the second quarter all the way to the end of the game, it didn't seem like anybody else was on the field but Cam. That's right. Midway through the second quarter, Cam Newton absolutely took over the ball game. Four receivers to the side. Newton steps forward. He's going to throw deep. He's got a man down there. It is caught. Touchdown, Auburn. Emory Blake. 36 yards. He bobbled it as he crossed the goal line, but he held on, and the Tigers are on the board. What a play call right there, and what a play action fake. It was 24-7 now. With less than a minute till halftime, Alabama was about to score again, and the biggest defensive play of the game was made. Ingram in the backfield. And they're just going to flood. Oh, he's not going to get the chance. Ball is loose, and Auburn recovers. McElroy got whacked. And Auburn fell on it at the 13, maybe the 12-yard line. Nick Fairley coming up huge. Put the put. All right, so it made it 24-7 at halftime. He kept them out of the end zone by creating the turnover, recovering the fumble. Third quarter, here comes Cam Newton. Makes that handoff, steps back, wants to throw, goes downfield. Zachary makes the catch, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Auburn! 70 yards! 24-14, later in the third. First and goal from the one. Newton waits for it, takes the snap, takes the handoff. He dives in! Touchdown, Auburn! Cam Newton from one yard out! 4.25 to go in the third, and the Tigers an extra point away from making this ball game. A three-point difference. We have ourselves a ball game, ladies and gentlemen. It made it 24-21 and go into the fourth quarter. Alabama kicks a field goal. Now they're up 27-21. Fourth quarter belonged to Cam Newton. Cam takes the snap. Looking for the receiver. He's got Lutzen Kirkin. Touchdown, Auburn! Touchdown, Auburn! Lutzen Kirkin. He threw it back across the field. Seven-yard play. Touchdown, Tigers! We're tied at 27. Tied at 27. Extra point good. 28-27 the final. McElroy threw for 300 yards in the first half. Alabama's up 24-7 at halftime. And they get outscored um, 21 to 3 in the second half, and Cam Newton has that comeback. Michael on YouTube said Mark Barron uh, tore his pec muscle right before half, and it definitely affected the defense in the second half. You could see that, couldn't you, Michael, on that first uh, play, that big touchdown play where it was kind of a jump ball, but the Alabama safety couldn't make the play on it. The Auburn receiver did, and then took it on into the end zone. Zachary on that long play. Newton in that game, what were the stats? He threw for only 216 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, He ran for only 39 and another score, but put up four touchdowns in the game. Meanwhile, you look at Greg McElroy, 
who got, by the way, Greg McElroy, you'll remember, got knocked out of that game late. A.J. McCarron had to come in and finish it. And it's within, you know, you just need a field goal, right? You got to get them in field goal range. And A.J. McCarron went in the ball game late, went 0 for 4 throwing a football. Just an incredible ball game. That Auburn defense held Alabama to 69 yards rushing total. Mark Ingram won the Heisman the year before, had 10 carries for 36 yards. They shut down Alabama's run game in that deal. And that was a top 10 Alabama team with a former Heisman Trophy running back. They've won a national title. Just incredible. Down 24 to nothing in the Iron Bowl. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know if we ever will again in the Iron Bowl in that particular game, in that kind of scenario. A couple of top 10 teams. The voice of Rod Bramlett, the late, great Rod Bramlett. I enjoyed that. Flashback of a classic game. Hour two coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Y'all stick around. 